Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All It Entails. Today we're going to be talking about how we deal with those in our life who have never personally experienced grief so that we can maintain our relationships with them. So when we lose a child, often that means we're young because typically younger people are the ones of childbearing age that are having children. And the younger the person, the more unlikely it is that they've experienced grief. So what do I mean by grief? Well, if you think about the way grief is defined, it's just basically defined as the loss of someone we love or have a relationship with. And so obviously we're all going to lose people in our life unless we as our children, you know, pass extremely young. But at some point, someone we know, someone that your friend or family member knows is going to pass on because it's just a natural part of life. We can't avoid it. Um, But the younger the person, the more likely it is that they either have no experience with death or their experience with death is that of a great grandparent, a grandparent you know, maybe a mom or dad, but even that is more unlikely. So it can be really hard for people in our life who've never experienced grief to at all understand where we're coming from because they just don't understand grief. It's very, very foreign to them. And although all grief is different, we all have different personalities. All of our losses are unique because the relationship we had with that individual is unique people that have experienced a deep suffering type of grief are usually more empathetic to others grieving because they get the grief process. They've been through it. They've experienced the loss of someone they loved for deeply and that they had a very deep personal connection to. But those who haven't, they just are clueless, honestly, about what is grief and what does it feel like and how it affects somebody and all the different aspects of their life. Um, And sometimes those types of people, um, you know, there can be the rare occasion that one of those types of people are just a highly empathetic or, you know, super sympathetic person that really wants to learn and grow and support you and listen and be there and is unjudgmental and just wants to support you through this. And if you have someone like that, cherish them and hold them tightly because they are the diamond in the rough. You know, that is not the norm. Um, For many people, you know, they may try. They often in their efforts to try will explain some type of loss that they had. So, you know, maybe they'll talk about a pet that died or their grandparent that passed on. Maybe they'll talk about an early trimester miscarriage they had. They're going to try to grab something. Maybe a friend of a friend, acquaintance had someone pass away. I mean, whatever it is, it can be closer to pretty removed from our situation because they want to connect with you. They're trying to. And so I find um, that those types of people sometimes can be very hard to deal with because either we become highly offended by what they're equating our loss to, or they don't even try to equate their loss to anything. They're just like, oh, I can never imagine. I have no idea. And although 
they have no idea. We all have imaginations. So we can all, if we really wanted to imagine anything, regardless of how horrific it is. Now that doesn't mean our imagination is accurate at all. But usually those types of comments is just more of coming from a place of, I don't want to put myself in your shoes. I don't want to think about this. Yeah, I'm good. Kind of like so long checking out. Um, and either one of these things I find when I, you know, I'm reading on support groups and talking to other moms, I see time and time again where these types of comments are just so hurtful and they make us feel so much more isolated and alone because it just shows us like, yeah, no one gets this. Like I'm all on myself, my community, my friends, my family, they don't understand. They don't get it. And, um, so how do we respond? How do we act in these types of situations? And obviously there's not a cut and dry way that we all need to respond. You know you, your feelings, your emotions, how you're personally affected by these types of things. And you know the person it's coming from and you have your history and your background with them. And that obviously is going to deeply impact the way you go about this and respond. You know, if you know that this person um, really this is coming from a place of ignorance, they don't mean anything bad by it, then I think it's a great opportunity to educate and to be like, you know what? I know that the loss of your animal was really upsetting and hard and anything that we have a relationship with, it's hard to lose that. You know, death is hard regardless. But when you compare my child to your dog, it makes me feel really undervalued. Like my child is nothing more than a household pet that has a 10-year lifespan and then you know, I replace it with a new pet and being like, you know, this was somebody I was never supposed to bury. Like this person was supposed to bury me. I was supposed to experience all these things with them. And now that's all been taken away. And my grief is overwhelming. And it's something that's going to continue for my whole life because there's constantly going to be milestones of things that I'm missing. So the grief continues just as their life would have. And just kind of explaining it to them in a nice way, obviously in a way filled with grace, not where you attack them. You know, you can greatly thank them for their appreciation. You can acknowledge their own loss, um, even if it's something like a fish and you're like, this is just crazy stupid. You can be like, I'm sorry that you lost your fish. Um, you know, whatever it is, but just kind of show like, hey, this isn't really helpful. And I think if you do that, kindly in a nice way and you're coming from a good spot you know that person should be able to recognize like oh okay yeah I can see Mimi where in my attempts to be understanding and my attempts to connect uh that didn't go very well so let me try again and you know just view it as a way to educate them and hopefully then they can learn and grow because at some point in our life we're all going to run across those that are grieving and you know the better we know how to support and love and care for those people the better people it's going to make us the better friend the better sister brother you know family member it's going to make us and so those things are important if it's someone that you know is going to take it really, really poorly, then sometimes like a smile or nod or just a thank you is sufficient and we just move on and we recognize that these aren't people that can share in our grief. Um, they just are incapable of, of being those types of people. They don't have the personality for it. They don't really have the experience for it or the heart for it. And maybe at the end of the day, they ultimately don't even have the desire. And then you're certainly not going to force that upon them. Somebody has to be desirous of wanting to be there in the first place. So that's probably the first question um, to ask 
whenever you decide how to proceed, is this person even desirous of learning? Do they have a growth mindset or are they somebody that's going to, you know, become offended and get really defensive? But, you know, I think as grieving people, we're often offended and we're often hurt and it's unfortunate. It's sad because we've already been through so much. We really don't need those extra pains and burdens, but I think that it's important that even in the midst of a deep, deep grief, a debilitating grief, that we still act with kindness towards other people because we don't want to burn every bridge we have Um, because eventually there's going to be a time where some of these people you might want in your life again Um, and you know, you might have to take a break and just tell them that and just be honest. I'm a huge proponent proponent of honesty. Just tell people what you're thinking, how it's affecting you and what's going on. Yes, try to do it respectfully. Try to do it kindly. But you know, sometimes we have to say hard things and it might temporarily make them upset. It might temporarily offend them. Um, but you know what? It's going to force them to go back and kind of do a recheck, a rethink um, and kind of refigure out what what they did and it gives them an opportunity to grow and learn and be a better person and so I would really encourage you to take the approach of patience to take the approach of kindness and grace but also recognize the people that it's just not worth it so the smile and nod and move on people compared to the people that you're like you know this is a relationship I really don't want to lose um maybe you need a time out from it maybe you need a break from it um Maybe you need to enlighten them and kind of give them a scenario that maybe is a little bit more relatable for them, but it's going to, nobody's going to truly understand it clearly unless they've walked your shoes. Um, But I do think it's hard for people to understand grief, generally speaking, who have never really grieved. And if the deepest grief they've experienced is, you know, grandma or grandpa, then they're probably not going to be very good at relating or understanding. Um, People that have lost parents will probably be better, but even there, it's going to depend how. If it was more of an unexpected loss, if they were younger when they lost their parent, they're probably going to understand grief a lot better than someone who's older when they lose their parent. Um, You know, regardless, as we say again and again in this club, how we would have given anything for our child to bury us and what a privilege it is to, you know, have your child bury you rather than you bury your child. But even with that stated, you know, if a child themselves is a parent, that's obviously devastating and very traumatic and going to be intense, deep, deep grief that could have, you know, major life altering consequences for them. So I do think people that have lost parents, especially the younger they were when they lost their mom or dad, the more understanding they're going to be. Um, so sometimes even if you can't find someone that's experienced your same loss, if you can find someone that has experienced like a deep, traumatic, um, less common loss, sometimes those types of people can be great to build a community with because you can share in grief. And although, yes, they don't understand your particular grief, your particular particular loss, they understand a grief and they understand a deep, life-changing unordinary grief and they can support you in that and just get the grief things about it. And so that can be really, really helpful um, when you're looking for that support. And then from the people that, you know, are willing to learn and grow, helping to educate them can be beautiful. Just do it in a respectful, kind, gracious way. And for those that you're seeing, hey, you know what? They don't want to learn. Um, you know, just letting it be. And maybe you come to a point in your life where you're able to repick up that relationship. Um, maybe you have a relationship with them, but it's much more superficial and it's at a later date 
or it's kind of a hit and miss relationship or you know maybe you just go your separate ways because you are so changed because of your loss and if they're just not willing to be there not willing to learn and grow just can't won't understand then you know there's nothing you can do about them you can't force someone to feel a certain way and sometimes recognizing that can be very helpful in healing as well as we like sort through all these relationships post post grief you know i i always recommend for especially maybe families or close friends if you can find articles um just because they're usually shorter than like a book for people to read and just kind of send them to to, you know, your, your community, your clan that's close to you being like, Hey, you know, this really makes really good points about grief or about loss or about holidays or about, you know, just living life after loss. And it can be written by somebody that's not you. And you're just over here saying like, yeah, this is credible. This is good information. And usually if it's like an article, then it's pretty short and that can be really enlightening and helpful and also take away the personal agenda where they won't necessarily feel attacked by you. Or if you struggle having these conversations or doing it in like a gracious, respectful way, that can be better. Or if you're just uncomfortable having those conversations, um, or maybe you live far away and you have to have them over the phone or text and it's just like, Hey, this isn't this isn't working those can be really great options um to kind of just help teach and grow those that are close to you um obviously again as i said open communication can be great um and i highly highly recommend it um you know people can't learn unless they're taught and the only way to be taught is to either listen to a teacher that instructs you or to actually you know go through the fire and experience it yourself and regardless of what it is you know those are the two ways you learn you learn in school with a teacher or you just learn by immersion and you're just thrown in the middle of it and for people like you and I we're often taught by being you know thrown in the middle of it but those around us you know probably won't be taught that way so they more than likely are going to need a teacher which um, often falls on us or maybe our partner. And so sometimes it can just be helpful to send other things their way to help enlighten them. And if you don't feel very comfortable with your own words or don't even know where to start or what to say, that can be really helpful as well. Maybe you read parts of books and you can take a picture of it or text part of it. If you find something to be really helpful and something that you think um, would benefit your community. Um, and of course, if they're willing and okay with that type of thing, again, if they're not, then just let it be. And, you know, maybe you'll get to a point that that relationship continues, or maybe you'll get to a point where you're like, you know what, it's just not worth it. We're on totally different paths. If they can't be here and support me in this, then, you know, there's no point. Um, I've been there. I've, you know, I've had to make both decisions. So I totally understand it. It's very, very normal. Um, but that was something I found super helpful, especially when dealing with, um, you know, as I said, family that doesn't live here that I can't just talk to as easily, or even when I was struggling to really say what it is I wanted, because there was just so much grief and so many feelings and emotions. It was just hard to feel like I was accurately portraying things or not get caught off on a tangent because there was just so much going through my head and in my heart that I found that to just be a really easy way to communicate you know or if it's like in-laws or something like that that you don't have the same comfort level with um and you're like oh I don't want to say the wrong thing or be you know the annoying or offensive daughter-in-law sometimes having it be somebody else's words and statements and you just being like hey this is really accurate good stuff um 
you know, if you could just take a read of this, I think it'll help you better understand kind of where we're coming from and what we're going through and our thoughts and ideas. Um, you know, so sometimes there'll be less tension if you go about it that way. So I do highly recommend just sending them some articles. Um, a really good website, I believe the name is Her View from the Family. I'll definitely link it in the um, episode description. But they have amazing things about loss and death and stuff with stillbirth and SIDS and just so many things like that. Um, but yes, I can't exactly remember the name of it, but I definitely will link it. I think it is something like her view, but, um, I'll get that in the description link up below. I used a lot of stuff that they had, but you know, Google is also a great resource. So we have that at our fingertips nowadays. Um, there were sometimes I would recommend certain books to people. Obviously I have no idea if they read them. I kind of think most opted not to. I did have a few family members that read one that I was just like, this is such a great book. You know, I think it would really, really help you understand what we're going through and what we find to be helpful and not helpful and kind of what potentially the road ahead is going to look like as a way to kind of prepare them to better support us and care for us and love us. So the family that was, you know, willing to do that, you know, that was great, but you also have to realize that people have busy lives. They have other things going on. And at the end of the day, it's not as personal to them as it is to you because it's your child and it's ultimately not theirs. But if they are willing, um, sometimes if you can find a short, good book to send, that can also be really, really helpful. Even if it wasn't written, um, with maybe grandparents in mind or brothers or sisters, you know, aunts and uncles, something like that. And in mind, it can still, you know, be great for them, a great resource and knowledge and a form of education. And, you know, that's just kind of the thing is when often it's a brother or a sister and, you know, they've never lost their kid, you know, their parents are still alive. Maybe they've never even lost their grandparents. Maybe they have, like, they just don't get it. Um, and some people, as I said, are just much more empathetic and others aren't and others try a lot more. And, you know, some obviously aunts and uncles are much more connected to their niece or nephew and affected by their passing while others could kind of, you know, give two cents and are more like, oh, glad it wasn't me. Um, and so obviously, you know, everyone's different and their perspective is different. And so then the approach you take with them is different. But I do think it's important um, as parents of loss to do our best to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt, do our best to enlighten them and help them. And then, you know, all we can do is give them the information. And if they say no, then it is what it is. And we have to eventually ac accept that and realize that we can't force this down their throats. We can't transform them. And that's something I've had to acknowledge and recognize, you know, there's family members in my life that I really wanted to show them my pain and have them understand it and have them care about it and be supportive and care about our family and our son and at the end of the day I just had to realize you know they don't care or their care is you know very minimal and um, you know thankfully I do have a great friend who's one of those diamonds in the roughs and so the people in my life that do support me and do grieve with me even though it's obviously not to the same level um, you know and even them they'll say things that tell me yep you don't get it um, but I've had to come to the point, but I'm like, you know what? That's okay. They're not going to, unless 
they bury their own child. So the, you know, desire to want to learn, the desire to be supportive, when you see people trying to do their best, um, you know, you just have to give them that grace and just be thankful that they're there and they're doing everything that they know how and recognizing no one's perfect. And, um, and recognizing that, yeah, they're not going to know exactly how you feel if they've never been in your shoes and just kind of being okay with that. And, you know, sometimes you have to look beyond family, as I said, and look for others that just understand grief. Um, and you guys can, you know, support each other through that. And you have to find what you need and what works for you and eventually recognize that there might be family and friends that just at the end of the day don't want to learn and don't want to grow. And, you know, if so, it is what it is and you just have to accept it and kind of move on and, um, decide how your future relationships with those types of people are going to look. And again, there's not a right, there's not a wrong. So don't be guilted into one thing or another, you know, do what's best for you and your family and your situation. And that's going to be different from person to person, but whatever decision you make, you know, stick to it, stand by it and, um, and do your best. But before, you know, you cut people out of your life or before things, you know, really hit the fan, hopefully you can work with family members to show them, um, kind of what you're going through so that they can, you know, learn and grow. And, um, if somebody really wants to be a better person, if they really want to be there for you, if they really love you, if they love your child, you know, they're going to want to learn and grow. So they're going to, you know, eat those kinds of things up compared to somebody that it's like, Oh, this is kind of an inconvenience. I don't really care that much. Right. Our, our actions in life, how we spend our time, our prior, our priorities, they speak volumes. They tell us what's important to us. Um, and so the same is true with others, um, in grief and, um, how they support you in your grief and those that understand it versus those that don't and how they proceed to follow. So I just want to give you some encouragement, some tips of, you know, how to hopefully kind of educate those that don't understand grief that just so don't get what you're going through. Um, and different tips and ways to kind of help teach them, but also knowing when to just kind of step away and close that door um, and potentially make a final decision at a later date when you're not in such an emotional state. I think sometimes that can be beneficial as well to, you know, sometimes just be like, you know what, for right now, I need space, I need time. And you just kind of shut that door and, you know, you can leave it unlocked with the possibility that it could be opened again. And in time you can say, Hey, is it worth kind of opening this door back up and trying to go down that path? Or are we going to more just lock it up and say, adios, bye, I don't need it. And you know, again, either, either response, either reaction is, is totally fine. But anyways, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. I hope that this was helpful. Give you guys some practical tips of how to just help others that just seem to be really oblivious to grief. Um, I will definitely put some resources down in the description box below. But thank you for spending your time with us um, this weekend. Know that you guys are in my prayers. You're always on my mind, on my hearts. This community just is so special. It means so much. It is the worst club. Um, a club that you have to pay the ultimate price to get into the club. No one wants to be in, but again, you will find the most amazing people in this club. And so I encourage you to hopefully find them, whether it be through social media or in-person support groups or, you know, just reading blogs or whatever, um, and things like this, this podcast. So thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for being here and, you know, spending this time with us. And we hope to see you next Friday, 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific time. And know that you are near and dear to me and um, in my prayers.
have a blessed weekend.